0: What's up, everyone? Good morning, and welcome to our Water's Edge online Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. For those of you that are local listeners and you're looking to get back to worship with us live and in person, we just want you to know that both of our Sunday morning live experiences are back wide open, live and in person with a full cafe experience, full kids' church, full nursery, and full worship experience. Both of our services on Sunday, 9.30 and 11.15. So if you'd like to join us live and in person, come hang out with us. But for those of you that continue to tune in online, you continue to like and share with your friends and family, thank you so much for doing that. Continue to do that. We have people tuning in for help in their hearts all over the place. Also, for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so much for worshiping with us through your generosity you allow us to love more people help more people feed more people and serve more people in fact our next food pantry is going to be on Thursday December the 1st and we expect to feed about 2000 people on that day from our community that are deeply struggling in your generosity your act of worship will help us bless people so Thank you so very much for doing that. Today, we continue with our current series. Let me just say this. They can absolutely change our life. They can turn our day around. They can damage us. They can devastate us. They can deeply encourage us. They can lift us up. They can tear us down, and they can never be erased. The question is, what is they? And this is what they are. They are our words, the words that we speak to other people. And so today, we continue with our current series entitled, sticks and stones. Let me just say this. We all have people in our life. And so because we all have people in our life and these are real people, we understand that God calls us as people of faith to be people of love, kindness, grace, Hope, encouragement, forgiveness, mercy, goodness, self-control. And I always understand that the other people in our life, that them, just like you and I, have hurts and scars and dreams and a past and stories and hurts and wounds. And so God calls us all to be very, very careful how we represent Him and His love to the other people in our life. And so that's what this series is about. This series is about how you and I make other people feel on the inside especially about themselves. And it's also about the words that you and I speak to each other and how the words that you and I speak to each other are very, very serious. And sometimes they can get us in trouble. And so this series is about how you and I need to keep our big mouths in check. And like we talked about over the past few weeks, in this series, we're not talking about your mama's big mouth. We're not talking about your daddy's big mouth. We're not talking about your husband's big mouth or your wife's big mouth or your kid's big mouth or your boss's big mouth. In this series, we want to focus on keeping our, our big mouth and check, yours for you and mine for me. Now, sometimes our words can get us into tough situations, and sometimes our words can get the other people in our life into some very tough situations. For instance, my entire life, and I've always been this way, I've always been very concerned about not hurting other people's feelings, and I also don't like confrontation. And so I hate confrontation, and I don't like to hurt other people's feelings. And so because of those two things, sometimes in my life I have used my words in a careless way. For instance, I remember when I was around a sophomore in high school, I was playing basketball and there was a girl in my class who had asked me to go to the Sadie Hawkins dance. And honestly, I was so focused on sports and I was so focused on everything else besides that. And I was just so shy that I didn't really want to go that I made something up. I said, no, I'm punished and my parents won't let me go, but thank you for asking. And so like three days later, we're playing a basketball game and I see that my parents are sitting there and they're watching the basketball game. And after halftime, my coach tells me to sit on the bench for a few minutes just to catch my breath and get my energy back before I go into the game. And about halfway through that quarter, I look up and I see this girl's parents. So they go sit down next to my parents and I see that they're talking to each other. And about midway through their conversation, I see that my dad looks over at me on that bench across the basketball court very, very quickly. And he starts shaking his head and he raises his eyebrow. And I just kind of sunk in my chair because I pretty much knew what they were talking about. And so when we got home, my dad said, hey, we had a very interesting conversation with the parents of that young lady that asked to the dance they sat down next to us and they said oh we're so sorry that your son tony is punished and he can't go to the dance we're so sorry about that to which i told them my son tony's not punished but he's about to be And so my dad sat me down and told me, he said, your words not only got us in a difficult situation, it put her parents in a difficult situation. And now that's put her and you in a difficult situation. And so because you said you were punished, let's just make this reality. Now you're punished. And the lesson that I learned even back then in high school was that my words were powerful and I cannot use my words in a careless way. I cannot just throw my words out there like a match because it may cause A forest fire. And so the first week we talked about this one habit, this one discipline that could have saved us from so much past regret with people that we have in our life, but this can also save us from so much future regret in relationships and in conflict with people in our life. And this is what it was it was to be very, very quick to listen and slow to speak. And then last week we talked about how our mouth and our tongue and our words should really come with a warning label, that sometimes our words are like a small match that can cause a large forest fire. It can cause massive damage and how in this life we should follow the example of Jesus and how even though Jesus had every right answer in every single situation, his main focus was not to prove himself right, his main focus was to reconcile and to make things right. And so in our life. Life. there have been times when we were probably, we felt like we were justified with our reactions and our words and our responses, and we wanted to prove ourselves right. But as we follow Jesus, we should be like him. And our main focus shouldn't be in proving ourselves right and always correcting other people. Our main focus should be on making things right with other people because Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. And we also talked about this, how in our relationships, we should be the same way and we should focus on making things right now. The words that you and I speak have the power to affect the quality of our life, but not only the quality of our life, it also has the power to affect the quality of the lives of others. The words that we speak to others also have the power to affect how they feel, how they deal with pain, how they deal with heartache, how they deal with rejection, and how they deal with the challenges in life that come their way. That's how serious our words are. Several years ago, I used to get invited to speak in prisons all over the state, and I would always go out to LCIS right outside of De Quincey and one time I was there and there was probably about 200 men there and I was preaching to these men and they would have singing time, a song time, and you could get up and you could sing a song that you wanted to sing. And one of the inmates got up and he told the piano player, he goes, just play anything. And the piano player says, what song do you want? He goes, it don't matter. Just play anything on the piano. So the piano player started playing anything. And this guy started to sing a song that he was just making up on the spot. It wasn't a song that he wrote. It wasn't an old song that was already written that he was trying to remember. He was just singing whatever words came to his head on the spot. He had nothing prepared. He was not focused. He was just singing whatever came to his mind. And when he was done singing, we were glad because it was awful. Singing does not go well if you don't know the words that you're supposed to sing. If you're not prepared beforehand, if you're not prepared ahead of time to focus, it just doesn't go well. And sometimes our words to other people can be the same way. If we don't stop to watch and prepare ourselves and filter what we say to other people, sometimes it just, doesn't go well. And sometimes it can hurt other people. A lot of the times uh, how we speak to other people is how this guy was singing. We just think whatever comes to our mind, we can say it. And if we feel it, and if we think it, that we could just get it out. And many times that causes so much devastation in our life and the lives of other people. And so one foolproof filter was this to be very quick to listen and slow to speak. Now, the last 2 weeks we've been looking at the letter that James wrote to some first century Christians and in that letter we saw some great insight. Today we moved to the letter of Ephesus and the missionary has some more great insight. The missionary Paul has some more great insight on this very same subject. And we have to understand something about the city of Ephesus. It was a Greek city on the on the coast of Turkey and it was a typical Greek city. It was just full of paganism and idol worship and self-indulgent and all kind of weird religious pagan practices. And so this was the world that Paul was speaking into. Now, in verses 17 through 22, Paul talks about how this very way of life that we used to live before we started to follow Jesus used to get us into trouble. And he even called that way of life, the old life, your old life of paganism, idol worship, greed, power, selfishness, self-indulgence, me first, my feelings first, my life first. That's the old way. And so there's a reason Paul comes. Calls it their old life is because Jesus had a new life for them and a better life for them, a new and a better life of peace, purpose, hope, fulfillment, and significance that they could never even imagine in Christ Jesus. And so we pick up today in Ephesians chapter four, starting in verse 23. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Instead, Paul says, Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Our thoughts and attitudes, and most of the time, is what's behind our harmful words and reactions and impulses to the other people in our life. And so Paul says, God has given you a new way of life, and that new way is to follow Jesus and to follow the example of Jesus and to be like Jesus, who again, had every right answer, but instead focused not on proving himself right, but making things right with other people. Let's move on with verses 25 through 27 in Ephesians chapter four. So stop telling lies, stop. Let us tell our neighbors the truth for we are all parts of the same body and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Stop telling falsehoods or gossips or lies. Why? Because your words sometimes can destroy, it can tear down and we're all a part of the same body and so don't let the words tear down other people that's a part of the same body created in the image of God. God loves these people. Look at verse 29. Don't use falsely or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Paul teaches us to let everything you say be good and encouraging. And that means to build other people up. When the people hear our words, the people in our life, when they hear our words, it should build them up. Now you see that word foul in the original Greek. This is what it means. And notice this today, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. This word foul means the smell of rotting fish or anything distasteful. And to put it simply, Paul says that when we use our words to gossip about other people, to tell lies about other people, to tear down, to not not encourage, to cut down, to hurt, it's like we walk around with a smell of rotting fish coming out of our mouth. And so in verse 29, Paul basically says this, and notice this today if you're still with me, so I'm still with you. He says, avoid fish mouth. In fact, that should be a sign that we should all put in our homes today after we listen to this and after we worship God today and hear this message, we should go put a sign up on all of our refrigerators that says avoid fish mouth. The next time we're tempted to gossip, tear down, discourage, not build up, not help other people with our words, we should be very quick to listen and slow to speak and we should avoid fish mouth. Now, you see the first two words in verse 29, don't use. Paul doesn't tell us how, he just says, Don't use that. Don't do that. Which leads us to the next thought, and this is what it is. You're responsible. You are in charge of your words. He doesn't tell us how not to use those words. He just says you don't use them, which means you're in charge. You're responsible. If we can't control how we react to conflict and the words that we use, that means that we can't control our impulses. And if we can't control our impulses, then we can't be trusted. The bottom line is this, you're in charge of your words, so that's what Paul says not to do. Next, in verse 29, he tells us what we should do, and that is to intentionally use our words to help encourage and build up, to intentionally use our words to help encourage and build up. Your mouth is the gateway, so be careful what you let come out of it, because you are very responsible for it. Now that word encouragement means this, and notice this today, if you're still with me, so I'm still with you, it means to build up. Sometimes helping people and encouraging people requires some very tough conversations, but you can still have those tough conversations if your main focus is not to tear down, but to encourage and to build up. The truth is people should be better off after hearing our words and not worse off and more torn down. You can't build up a beautiful new house with rusty nails and rotten wood. You just can't do that. And understand that our words are like building material on a construction site. Either our words build build people up or it tears people down. Using your words to get back at someone, hurt people, gossip about people is the old life. It's the old life that as we follow the example of Jesus, we're supposed to come out of into the new life. And the new life was following the example of Jesus who again had every right answer, but instead his main focus was not to prove himself right, but to make things right. Look at verses 31 through 32 in Ephesians chapter four. Get rid of. How? He doesn't say how. He just says, you're in charge of this. You are responsible for this. You get rid of all bitterness, (coughs) rage, anger harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Now, think about this as we get ready to close. Usually, what is the source behind our quick emotional reactions and our hurtful words to other people in our life? Well, this is what it is. It's bitterness it's bitterness. We lash out with our words when you and I feel hurt and resentment and pain and bitterness. Now that phrase, get rid of, it doesn't mean just to stop it. This is what it means. It means to pack it up and to send it out. When he says, get rid of it, he says, pack it up and send it out. Take the bitterness, take the unforgiveness that many times is behind your hurtful words, pack it up and send it out. Why? Because bitterness shows up always in what we say and how we react. When you speak out of bitterness, you will absolutely hurt the other people in your life. Another reason is this. Notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. You cannot be a builder if you're always bitter. You can't build people up if your bitterness always causes you to beat people down. So what's the answer to our bitterness? We find the answer in verse 32. Kindness, a tender heart, and forgiveness. Kindness, a tender heart, and forgiveness. Overcoming your bitterness requires that you just forgive people in your life. Overcoming that pain sometimes means this, you just need to forgive. Notice this next and last thought. Harsh words never build, and helpful words just don't hurt people. Understand that again today. Harsh words never build up, and helpful words never hurt other people. So may our words go out into this world like a beautiful song, the type of song that doesn't tear people down, but brings hope to people and inspiration to people as we try to follow the example of Jesus and we show people that God is the God of love. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so very much for tuning in. We absolutely love you and we cannot wait to see you back next week. We hope you have a wonderful week.